very, very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, God, thematically, this is, you know, I, I was reading a blog today, and it's not a blog that's super popular with, with some folks, certainly the ones that are into story game stuff, but it was, it was very thought, it was a, it was a almost atypically thoughtful analysis of why, of how game design is different between like sort of classic game like D and D or the old school revolution type stuff versus, um, the, you know, so the indie story game type stuff. And it's not anything that I hadn't thought about, but the way that it was articulated was really well done in that the, the purpose of like a lot of the OSR stuff is we're giving you all the tools that you're supposed to think around because the purpose of the games are sort of solving problems, solving puzzles. And then, then the story sort of comes out of like fi fi figuring out the riddle, whatever the riddle happens to be. You know, you've got, you know, 50 foot of rope and a 10 foot pole and, you know, a knife and a sword. And how do you solve this dungeon riddle, whatever that happens to be. And that's where the, the rules are in making sure that you understand how those tools can be used so that you can then use them to the limits of your ability. These kinds of games the rules are there to point you at a certain kind of story. Not to force it, but, but to just like sort of thematically, the rules are just going to make it so this is going to be the kind of story that gets kicked out, you know, when it's said and done. It just kind of you know, helps push you that general direction. And I'm seeing this. I'm listening to some other actual plays, and the guys come in um, – with some kind of silly character concepts and some kind of silly names and stuff like that. And they're kind of just joking around and they're a lot of D and D player type folks. And about the third or fourth session in, it's a young justice episode. I mean, it's, and they've never like three of them haven't seen the show and it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a particularly poignant teen Titans episode. It's uh, you know, it, it's Avengers Academy and it, it, it's, and they just, it just happens. Um, and they're totally into it. It's not like they're like, oh, and I don't know. This guy kind of shoved into, the, you know, shoved down my throat. It, it's just the game does that. It, and it, what it doesn't do is the other stuff. But anyway, it was an interesting kind of analysis. All right. So who changed you? This this may or may not apply. How did you escape from them? Uh, so basically, as mentioned, um, Rossum would come, you know, per perpetually just kidnap Leo out of his foster homes. What happened was that Aegis intervened. Um, and especially uh, Field Agent Waters, uh, who was kind of assigned to his case, uh, personally stepped in and became sort of a surrogate father for this kid. Okay. Field. So it wasn't a physical escape, but it was an escape nonetheless. And this is like he's an agent with Aegis? Yeah. Aegis? Aegis or Aegis? Which one is that? Aegis. Aegis. It's got, it's got an A and an E, so I figured you could roll the dice and just like, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um, On a 10 plus, it's Aegis. Right. Escape from uh, God, I was just about to ask something that I kind of went out of my head. Uh, bugger, I'm sure it'll come back to me. Oh, I wanted to let you know that the the reference to Rossum's Universal Robots is not going unnoticed. So, oh yes, thank you for that. Um, oh yes, yeah. Um, anyway, um, who? Else, I think you may have just answered this. Who outside of the team tries to take care of you now? That's. Uh, so basically, his two, his, his two robot assistants are really the ones who kind of keep a day-to-day -day eye on him. Um, Agent Waters will drop by ever so often, and much more likely to be a phone call, uh, and just sort of check in and be like, "Hey, are you in? Any, you know, is there anything we can do to help you out? Have you heard from your old man? Um, is there anything we should be aware of?" If you've been bounced uh, between foster families and stuff, like where did? Are, are you pulling down money from from patents? How are you? 
like what's your financial situation? Um, what he was able to do with the assistance of Aegis's legal department was to get a fraction of uh, seized assets that Rossum had, had, had stolen over his criminal career, um, sort of assigned to him in, in trust. And so he gets a regular stipend, um, not enough to like go out and party, but just enough to like make a living, go to college, in due course, that sort of thing. So he's he's kind of being taken care of um, through like basically like property seizure and, and reclamation laws. It, it's yeah, it's sort of like all of the stuff that your defense lawyers could prove had never been involved in any of the crimes that are being investigated, so it couldn't be held as evidence. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's a small enough percentage of all of your dead stuff. Because it's not a great income. Okay, I like that. Uh, why do you try to be a hero? Because everyone tells me that I'm not. That everyone's expecting me to become like old man junior and flip out and just, you know, start making gadgets and blow up the city. It doesn't, and, it doesn't help that you've got, um, you know, <clears throat> some anger issues. Um, how old is he? Like what? Where, where is he in college? He's in high school. What's he? What's he got going? I'm, I'm gonna say he's right about seventeen. Right at that age where like he knows almost everything. He's forgotten a few things. Like at sixteen, <laughs> he knew everything. He's kind. Of, he's kind of sliding down the other side of the hill now. There was a really interesting thing I saw just a couple of days ago that was a. It was written by a nurse who, up until just recently, had been taking care of nothing but people over forty, and she had switched to kids. And she's like, and kids aren't like people over 40. They're just, they, the rules are completely different. And a lot of it she explained in terms of whether or not they would accept stickers at the end of the checkup. Um, so, like, <laughs> so like, then you, you, first you've got toddlers and then you've got, uh, or not toddlers, but the like infants and stuff like that. And they, they don't want stickers because they know they'll just eat them. Um, toddlers always want stickers and they'll, they'll just flip out and melt down for no reason whatsoever. And then the next one like six from six to 12 they're actually really fun like they're 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 really clever and they they, they want stickers when they get to the higher end they're not sure if they want stickers, but they, de- they definitely want stickers they'll definitely take stickers you might have the meltdowns but they're actually really fun they can say some really crazy stuff and then from 13 to four, 13 14 15 something like that um how do they put it they alternate wildly between adults and mm-hmm. kids like they're either really young or they're older than you expect them to be. And they never want stickers because it's not grown up enough. Um, Dude, I would take stickers. Although they seriously, they secretly want the stickers. So even asking them frustrates them because they, they don't want you off. They'll, they'll, if you offer them stickers, they'll say no, because they figure they're being talked down to or treated like a kid, but they will take a sticker when you're not looking. Um, yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. And All then, the stickers. And then the 17 year old, the 17 year old, she says, these are basically adults, but with no life experience. Like you're dealing yeah. with an adult who has like no frame of reference. They're 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 like emotional. They're emotional goldfish. They have no they have no backwards frame of reference. Uh, but they but they're basically adults. And, and we just will, put this kid in Hulkbuster armor. And they will. Yeah. <laughs> and, goes, <laughs> and she says, and they will always take stickers because at this point in time, they figure taking stickers is funny. And also secretly they want the stickers because everybody secretly wants the stickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, yep. why, why do you think they have the, the I voted stickers or I gave blood stickers? Because uh-huh. adults want the stickers. Everybody oh yeah. The stickers. They just. You know, and then the adults have kids, so that, so that they can pretend they don't want the stickers when the kids put the stickers on. Um, but I, yeah, the, the thing of like 
basically the adult with no frame of like with no life experience is what I'm picking up. Certainly for everybody, but you know, uh, this guy, and now he's Thank in Hulkbuster. No, you know what? Here's the problem that we're going to have with this whole game is we're going to be talking about teens, and 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 Catherine's going to be going. I am sitting right here. Um, yep. You you do just fine. Um, so uh, if you didn't do just fine, you wouldn't you wouldn't have been continually invited back. So you're doing just fine. And in many cases, this, <laughs> and in many cases, this is simply not going to apply to you. So just to, just pretend I'm, I'm talking about Kaylee. It'll be fine. I, I'm just going to say that Catherine struck me as someone who does have some life experience and has come out like ahead of the curve. So there like whoever's go. raising that kid, whoever the, they may be, wherever in the world that they are. <laughs> well done. Well done. Um, okay. So uh, why do you care about the team? Why do you care about the team? Well, now that I've met them. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've, now that we can actually answer that question. Cause I, you know, I, you, and all of the ones that he wrote up, he had a TBD on all of those. I'm going to say that all these people feel like they're in some sort of dire, desperate conflict between how they want to just kind of relax and live and how their powers and backgrounds and histories are pushing them into. And Link can sympathize with that. So, yeah, kindred souls almost. We got, we, we got this guy with, like, amazing nanotech, which is going to kill him. We got somebody who was, you know, who's, who's now going to live forever in a, in a, in a world that she just knows nothing about. Um, we have a legacy speedster who's like, has to slow down for the rest of us slow pokes. Um, and we have the humility green lantern who just who has probably to, has, a like has to slow down for all the rescue, but at the same time is always going too slow for everybody else that in his family. That they, that they care about. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Or is expected to go faster. Yeah. Um, gotta go faster, Barry. You gotta go faster. Um, <laughs> go fast. Gotta go, Gotta fast. go fast. Gotta go faster. Gotta go faster, 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 faster. Um, okay, we're not going to ask about when the team first came together. Relationships. Um, so Numa is your love. You sp- you've opened up to them about the worst parts of your past. Is that is that the right blank to fill in for the relationship there? Uh, at this moment, yes. I'm going to say that Link is still trying to figure himself out. Hasn't got like a love relationship with anybody else yet. Okay. Um, he needs to get over that particular hurdle, but that's going to happen pretty fast. Now, let me ask you this. If we take that part about it being your love out and we just write the relationship, that particular relationship as you have opened up to blank about the worst parts of your past. Like a confidant instead or something right. like well, that. No, what I'm, what I'm saying is if we rewrote it like that, does it make any sense for that to have happened with anybody on the team? If we rewrite it like that, it doesn't have to be your love. Um, wouldn't necessarily be in that slot, but it might. W- is there anybody on the team that, in the presumed past, fairly short past that you've had with the team, uh, hmm. that that might have happened? I'm going to say not yet. That okay. was a slot that I kind of wanted to fill in play. Okay, that's like, fine. That was something I was looking forward to. That's that's absolutely fine. And the rival. Uh, now, if this is if we're filling in, Jason Quill is your rival. What this thing assumes, uh, I think, this is interesting. Jason Quill is your rival. They tried to control you at a crucial moment. What did that look like? Probably being bossy. Probably telling him something that he shouldn't do. I mean, I have a suggestion, but I want to hear what you have to say first. So you're saying you're saying more of a social kind of control, Dave? Yeah, Yeah, sort of like a you know. um, Jason, for for all of his other faults, you know, kind of grew up in this 
he could be a, he could be played as a legacy because he grew up in this you know science adventure family, and so he's got the certain code of conduct about how you comport yourself as he and the Nova sort of have got thing. the have got the Boy Scout background in Korea, yeah certainly so. So probably he like you know started really ragging on Link at one point about you know no you you you, you <laughs> once they're down you don't keep hitting them or no you can't take their tech as booty it has to be turned over as evidence. <laughs> I could actually tell you the thing that would piss Link off the most if you said it to him. What was, was now? Why don't, you just, why don't you just get back with your dad and ask him to fix me? <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> Why don't you just make up with your dad, and he—I'm sure he could do something for me. I'm not—I'm not sure if if Quill would say, contact the supervillain and see if he can fix me. I almost like that it would come out just like this impulsive, didn't think it through, spur of the moment, you know, climax to a shouting match. If you're only talking with your dad, maybe he could do something for this thing that's happening to me. Because there's also the fact that I still have a dad in play. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Now there's another there's another possibility that I'm going to throw out there, and you guys can figure out. I, I I like I like what you guys did. If you guys went with that, I'd be 100 percent behind it. But I'm going to also throw out this possibility. You're in the middle of a fight, and things are going crazy, and the nanobites are swarming everywhere, and you guys are doing stuff and blasting and stuff like. And you guys are the two techie people. Um, and during the heat of battle, there's a swarm of nanobots that just infiltrates into, like, Link's outermost layer and sort of breaks auto off of him, peels, I say, peels auto off of him into its, like, sort of takes over a portion of the suit um, and peels it off of you so it can do another thing. Like, so, so suddenly, like, one of the bits that are supposed to be A, autonomous, and be part of your suit at that point in time, just because of what Jason asked the nanobots to do, they decide to solve that problem by, oh, well, we'll just grab this robot and take it over and then do that thing that he wants us to do with this robot. That just, would be extremely uncool. And that would also, to my mind, count as tried to control And also talks a little bit about how Jason doesn't quite have total control over the nanobots anymore. Or <laughs> more so... <laughs> The real question, though, is like, which of these outcomes leave us with a coherent functioning team? And that's well, difficult. <laughs> well, you know, the, e- either one of them, you could certainly, either one of them, you can definitely chalk up to something that happened in the heat of the moment. There could certainly, and you're a rival, so you're not necessarily going to be buddy-buddy anyway at this point in time. It's something to resolve. Um, mm-hmm. Although, keep in mind, the rivals and the loves sh- can shift. Certainly the rivals yeah. can. Um, but it... It certainly gives you a uh, – th- there's reasons to kind of want there to be a challenge to the trust. You know what I mean? Yep. That kind of thing. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know what Dave thinks about that with the nanobot thing either. either. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I mean, I could see either something one like of those, that happen. Either one of those would be great, I think, personally. I'm fine with either one of them. I just wanted to throw out – you guys talked about the social side, so I'm, I'm not sure, about I'm not, I'm not sure that they're that they that the two necessarily can't both be true. I mean, one of them can be the basis for this this you know so, trying so, to control. The other is fallout so, from. So the, the suit thing happened, and then you guys are fighting and arguing about it later, and it it spirals even, and then that's when the shouting thing happened about like if you got your dad back. Here, I like that. 
You, you, you yeah. like this so much. So it, it's all one big. So there, there's almost two efforts there to kind of like say what you need to do, like literally taking over and then later even dictating your social life, um, your personal life, not social life, personal life. I like that. That's I mean, <laughs> I, it's yeah. It, what's what's the old it's like the Futurama thing. Why not the both? You know, uh, I go, what what moves did you go with? You get two bull moves. Which ones did you go with? Uh, physics, what physics, and punch everyone. <laughs> physics, what physics. So physics, what physics. When you unleash your powers to barrel through an insurmountable barrier, you roll plus danger instead of plus freak. And punch everyone. Whenever you charge into a fight without hedging your bets, you can shift your danger up and any other label down. Oh, boy. <laughs> Danger's my middle name. <laughs> um... Yeah, there's um, almost, well, it's not really the definitive bull move, but it's certainly in there. The whenever you have angry marked, take plus one on go, ongoing on any unleash your powers rolls. That's on the list. That, that, it's, on the, it's on your to-do list. Um, yep. I had fun going through this. I actually kind of worked out like Connor Kent all the way through the first season of Young Justice because he basically spends most of his time spending uh, grabbing uh, moves from other people's uh, uh, playbooks because he gets he gets uh, the pet from Beacon and then he goes through and gets the Kirby craft from uh, um, uh, the the Outsider. I really wanted to see a ghost with a Kirby craft, but I think yeah, that can wait. I, that yeah. If we get no, to the point where it's, it's 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 gonna be a little it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a horse carriage. That would be one of those seven Kirby cra- Kirby crackles around it. Uh, that's just, that's also amazing. Wow, it's gotta be a sleigh though. I mean, you need no wheels. It's gotta it's gotta be. Oh, of course, thing. a sleigh that's like two inches off the ground. So wrong. All right, um, all right. Kirby crackles. So we'll come back. We'll come back to the when the team first came together thing. Um, I think we got the relationship things and influence. You're selective about who you let in. Give your love and your rival influence over you, but that's it. Yep. I will say this about influence though: if you simply like, if it doesn't quite match up with stuff, you can always just say, "I want this person." To have you can always give influence if yeah. you choose to. Um, you can't take influence away without it being something of a fight. But you can always give influence away. Um, so there's there's certainly that. We don't have any delinquents. We don't have any beak. We, we don't have any, we don't have any delinquents. Uh, we don't have any beacons. We have a doomed. Um, we answered some of the backstory questions, Dave. Why does the team matter to you? Or we, did we already talk about that? Yeah, we did. We did that one. It's right. the answer is because it's all I've got. Mm. The, the one that I didn't have a good answer for was the who outside of the team is a help against my nemesis. And all I can come up with is it must be. Um, oops, let's scroll back to it. It's too bad um, we don't have a delinquent because then we have somebody who's connected to the criminal underworld and might know where she is. Or yeah, or... it must be my my business manager uh, Barbara Josephs. I mean, she's a hard ass, but she makes sure I've got money. I've got a roof over my head and. Helps clean after me, clean up after me. She knows where the contracts are, skeletons in the closet, all the stuff that keeps me in the fight. Interesting. So she's a help on the nemesis. All right, all right. Interesting. We'll have to have to think some more about that. You finally um, have some female influence. Um, relationships. You told blank all about your doom and the danger you're in. Well, I told Link all about it because I mean he has like a scientist father too. 
who's still around, for God's sake, and the jerk had the nerve to say that he was the unlucky one, and I should count my blessings. <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right, you'd love to kiss blank before your doom comes. This better um, not also I, be blank. <laughs> <laughs> you know, given, given the choice, I'm going to have to say ghost girl, because, you know, yes. Yes. She, understand, she understands death which is getting kind of morbid, um, probably because I know it can't happen, so it's a safe thing for me to wish for. I'm going to tell you right now what I want to see with that, by the way. I have to say this. Uh, I, want, I want this nanobot cloud like with some sorcerer's spell on it to take physical form for her. Nice. Nice. We got, there's, a, there's something I'm playing around with, like, uh, ha- like putting out like a little just kind of a wish list of like stuff I'd like to see in the game kind of thing that I'll throw out to everybody. So I can kind of see if I can sort of, in, I, I, I might send that out tomorrow or something when I got a chance to think about it a little bit more. Um, these people matter for what you need to do. Give influence to two of your teammates. Um, shoot. Oh, there. Okay. Oh, his name changed. That's the problem. Um, It's got to be Link. You care too much about what he thinks. Yeah, I'm going to have to give influence back to Link. Um, and I'm going to say Mercury. Okay. Now I'm curious, I'm curious why. He's just... He, 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 he's, he, he's kind of dealing with those legacy issues that... I'm dealing with, but don't get moves for. Um, <laughs> and nice. so I kind of, I, I kind of see him as kind of someone who who's walked in my shoes a little bit. What was Mercury's last name? Harry. Harry Gale. Harry Gale. HG. The atomic symbol for Mercury. That's really good. G A L E. Gale, like the storm. Yeah. G-A-L-E. Whoop, that's how you spell it. Nice. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, so, let's get back over here. What do we got? What do we got? And you took Doom Signs, your Dark Visions. Mm-hmm. Um... I think we have most of your stuff there. We'll come back to the um, when your teams first came together. We do we have we don't have a Janus. It's you know it says something about the playbooks that no matter which ones we have, I, I can still look at the ones that we don't have and go, huh. <laughs> you know, uh, okay. We've got our we've got our we got our legacy here to look at. Um, so, uh, Harry, when did you be when did you officially become part of your legacy? Was this a, a puberty thing? Was this a... Well, I was kind of uh, seven or eight when Pyres first developed, at which point I was hustled off and handed over to Uncle Chase, who taught me the basics of speedstering. And then... uh. Few years after that, I was 
formally introduced to the public as Mercury. Very nice. Didn't really do anything, but would show up occasionally with my parents. Stop a burglar. Easy stuff. Or you'd show up in like... Like, you got involved in stuff that your parents didn't necessarily want you. Like, didn't like you. You just sort of stumbled into it and then had to stumble your way back out of it. And then they showed up afterwards for the news thing. It's like, oh yeah, totally planned, absolutely, completely part of this. Uh, Harry, um, what is the greatest accomplishment of your legacy? And please, God, don't say flashpoint paradox because. Uh, <laughs> Did you no. guys hear? Did you guys hear? Okay, first of all, Flashpoint uh, is the, was the animated Flash movie, and then they've done Flashpoint now for the last two seasons of Flash, and now that's what they're. And doing now they're going to make it the Flash movie. And now yes. it's the Flash movie too. I'm like, there are. I swear to God, there's a couple, at least a couple other good Flash stories. There's at least a couple. No, the point is they're being stuck on repeat. You know, repeat of Flashpoints as they try and fix the previous <laughs> one. Oh, my God. All right. Um, no, I came up with some great comic book physics BSing. Okay. So, the greatest accomplishment was when my parents uh, defeated their arch nemesis's uh, nemesis, whatever, mm-hmm. King Winter, his ultimate weapon where he hooked up his cold powers that basically drew every bit of ice or moisture from space and sent it like just bright hurtling towards earth at ungodly speeds including pluto because yeah pluto and in at which point, Streak and Tempest combined their speed and, by running around the Earth, managed to increase the spin enough to move it out of the way of the incoming debris and planet, saving the day just in time. Without throwing the planet completely out of the solar system in the process of increasing Shush. the speed. I'm no, Physics no. was suspended. Com- comics. Okay, I, I distinctly remember a Super Friends episode where Flash saved the Earth from flying into the sun by wrapping the entire planet in white cloth so it would reflect the heat more. Okay? <laughs> You're fine. You're just fine. Superman has flown around the Earth to send it back in time. Yeah. No, no. If he flew fast enough that he broke the time barrier. Uh, Except he made the planet spin backwards. No, it was just relative to him because oh, he was traveling back in time. I see. I see. I see. Okay. Now, come on. It wasn't that stupid. <laughs> it was only mostly stupid. Okay. How does, uh, 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 Harry, how does the public perceive your legacy? Oh, the public loves them. There are three separate holidays centered around them one for the streak, one for Tempest, and one for the day when they literally moved heaven and earth to save the human race. No, no holiday, uh, no holidays for you. No, no, of course not. I barely get my birthday. Nice. The... <laughs> you get Mercury oh, Minute every June. So, so much bitterness. So <laughs> only, much. only My birthday is two days before the 
plants are the saving the Earth Day. So all the preparations are always going on, and it's this big celebration a week in advance, and yeah, in the yeah. corner. You never even get to go to Dart Wars. It's just the worst. Yeah. Uh, how does your legacy tie into your reasons for being a hero? I mean, I was raised to be a hero. I want to be the best hero I there is so that I can earn my parents' praise, but also so that I can surpass them and become kind of a hero in my own right, not being constantly compared to them. Interesting. Okay. How's your relationship? I mean, is it is it are they very stern? Is it a very negative relationship? Are they I mean, I keep, I keep... aren't around that much for people who can, who are able to be literally anywhere. Sound all the time. barrier. They never seem to find time for me. Uh, uh, I keep thinking of the 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 Kirk Kirk Douglas and the and and uh, the two superhero parents in um, God, what is that movie called? Superhero High, Super Sky High, Sky High. Stream. That's Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt. Ru- oh yeah, Kurt Russell and uh, I can't remember the name of the actress. You know, I don't think I ever finished that movie. Oh, you gotta watch! It's so good. It's no, so bad, I've, and it's I've so seen good. Part of it as a kid, and then I'm like, whoa, this is. I never finished this. I need to watch it again, and I tried to, and I just got. Hung up on stupidity. Oh, it's so it's so good though. It's so terrible and it's so good. Okay, the guy who's currently playing, uh, uh, shoot, um, the main the main guy in the Expanse uh, sci-fi thing sci-fi show is uh, War and Peace. And I mean, come on, War and Peace. That's like the <laughs> best name ever. War and Peace. Um. Uh, the girl... is, is he related to Hawk and Dove? No, he's like, and he's he's like the son of a supervillain, and his mom is a superhero, and it's it's yeah. So he's like the bat. He's like the uh, the Judd Nelson character from thing. The girl with the plant powers is freaking Caitlin Snow from The Flash. <laughs> I it's it's just so good. You got to watch it and just watch it and love it so much because it's so good and terrible. It's so good and so terrible. Um, I'm getting anyway, mixed messages here. I'm just... It's I watched it for fun. Um, I just decided to pop it in with the kids to see what they thought of it, and it's now become like about I want to say monthly watch, at least bi monthly. It'll rotate back through where the kids are like, you know, they'll see they'll see it spin by on Netflix and decide that they've got to watch it again. Um, it's just a. Uh, it's a must. It's a must do. Sidekick. Oh yeah, they got the freaking Bruce uh, Chin. Campbell. Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell, like with like Sonic powers. It's just so good. Um, all right, why do you care about the team then, Mercury? Because when I'm with the team, I can be more who I really am, not the like uh, legacy child of these two great speedsters. They can see me, not my parents. Love it. I love it. Um, ba, 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 ba. Relationships. You once got caught doing something that shames your legacy with... No clue. Oh, come on. Think about it. 
We'll come back to it. Um, you trust blank and told them an important secret of your legacy. Oh, shoot. Hmm. I did have an idea for this. Who was it? I don't know. Ah. Uh. You think about it. And influence is easy for you because you give influence to everybody. Woo! You're part of this team for better or worse, and you care what they think. Give influence to all of your teammates. So everybody has influence over Mercury. Yep. Yep. All right. Think about the relationship stuff because I like, I like, I'm very curious about the answers to both of those questions. Uh, especially once you say who you got caught doing something that changed your legacy with. I want to know what that was. <laughs> um, oh, thanks. I, I think I just, that's important stuff to know. <laughs> who, who took you out clubbing one night? Um, or whatever. Nova, Nova, Nova. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to back up for a second. Did you grab your legacy moves? What did you grab? Um, I think I'm actually going to change one of them. Uh, What's the one you're not going to change? Never give up, never surrender. When you take a powerful blow from someone with far greater power than you, use this move instead of the basic move. Roll savior. On a hit, you stand strong and choose one. On a 7 to 9, also market condition. You get an opportunity or opening against your attacker. You rally from the hit and it inspires the team. Add one team to the pool. I will say for the record that from what I've seen so far, at least in actual play and what I'm reading and stuff like that, team is probably my favorite way of doing helping in any Powered by the Apocalypse game. It's so straightforward. I describe what I do, and if there's points in the pool, uh, I describe what I do to help, and I just can like p- take a point out of the pool and drop it on them. It's just it's so simple and straightforward and awesome. Uh, you rally from the hit, inspires at one team in the pool, or you keep your attacker's attention. On a miss, you go down hard, but leave your opponent off balance and vulnerable. Which I like. Like even if I go down, um, yeah, I pull them out of I pull them out of out of link. That's good. Do you, do, what were you thinking about for the other one? I was thinking the legacy matters or the uh, special other move. Oh, the one from the other book or from the mm-hmm. little document. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And you take influence over someone from your legacy. Take influence over someone from your legacy. Oh, I see. Mark potential and gain plus one forward. When someone from your legacy causes your labels to shift, mark potential and take one. So, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, your legacy is going to be involved a lot. Make sure, please, that you get down your, 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 your legacy members' names down in your notes so I yeah. can look at them because I'm, they're going to have to show up a bunch. So it's really on me to make sure that they're in there and stuff. So, uh, yeah. that's the whole point. Um, oh, and also, Look also down at that legacy stuff there. Your legacy is an important part of uh, Helsinki City. Name the different yeah. members. You've got that stuff. Um, I already got one. You got, you know, still active and prominent, retired and quite judgmental. The next possible member of your legacy. I like that. Who's the next possible member of your legacy? And is the greatest opponent of your legacy ever faced and still at large. So you kind of get a baby. King Winter. Who's that? King Winter, the guy who tried to bring, bring Pluto oh, crossing into the Earth. Very nice, very nice. So uh, you actually get sort of a a, a baby legacy, a, ba- a baby nemesis, sort of in that the legacy has a nemesis. 
Whenever time passes, roll Savior to see how the members of your legacy feel or react to your most recent exploits. Nice. All right. Yeah, yeah. I get mom and dad and all the others calling up, telling, talking about what I've done. Please, if you don't, I will. But that that whenever time passes move needs to go down on your passive moves because that's going to be something that just happens all the time. Um, okay. And we've got- it's like grandma calling up in the middle of a test or something. Honey, I saw what you did yesterday on the news. Your mom you know, it was really great, me- but I think if you could just manage to get that phasing, you could have taken him down in much less time. And you know how important that is. Your mom's very worried. Um, all right. So, Mr. Nova. Yes. Conquer. So, I, I, I have put in a little bit more info into the uh, bio, and I think that might explain these abilities slightly better. Okay. Let me look. Bio info over here. Cosmic energies, the powers of virtue. You hang out in time with the, you hang out all the time with Ghost Girl to blow off steam. I like where this is going. She, um, she understands that, you know, you don't have to, like, have a high opinion of yourself. You don't have to be one of these flashy kids. Nice. You once hurt blank when you lost control of your powers. We don't know that yet. Influence, lockdown, demeanor. Uh, there's a lot of TBDs over here on this backstory. Just, yes. Well, just for, you know, how I, I'm getting a better feel for it. No, that's all good. It's all good. Uh, team moves when you not, I want you guys to take note of your team moves. They don't necessarily come up right now, but I do want you guys to kind of see what they are because they, they do determine, they, they do kind of indicate to a certain extent, the kind of interactions that you're likely to have at certain times, certain key times during play. Uh, Adam, Mori, Concord has been chosen thus for the universal concordance, which governs the universal concept which we consider virtues. Uh, dream of seeing cosmic beings or grand cosmic powers that he still barely comprehends. Truth, love, courage. Honesty, compassion, valor, justice, blah, 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 fuels his powers. And is directed on the other control of his abilities. Their opposites, deceit, hatred, craveness, however, are the antithesis of his powers and react violently to his abilities. When facing villains, this merely causes his energy to flare and spark around him. When he feels them, however, his power reacts violently and usually in a dangerous manner. I like it. I like it. That works, that works really well. Um, I figured that was a little bit more where I was going and would be better or easier to understand. Yes. All right. Um, so, okay. Where are we at here? Oh, I so the four moves I chose for him, or, well, ask you questions. Let's go. So uh, where, when did you first use your powers? Uh, I have a feeling as though it was something where somebody was, uh, uh, I, I figure, uh, uh, Adam's like on the younger scale of things. Like, sure. okay. You know, let's put him at like 13 or 14 ish as you know, opposed to the older kids. I think what's interesting about that is that's an age where you can be, I mean, probably it's true of any age, but certainly at that age, you can be truly idealistic because you haven't, I mean, there's, there's still a potential there to be free from the shades of gray that you, do, that you start to pick up on. As you go. So if you've got a power that is, you know, kind of has a very high opinion of itself and (laughs) well, it does. And it's looking for, it's looking for the ideal host. It wants to find somebody truly pure of purpose. And unfortunately what that means is it picked 
a kid because, oh, all these people are all shades of gray and all of them have been tainted by the cynicism of, of their time on, in, in mortal coil and this, this entity. And they don't really, it, it doesn't really have a concept of the fact that it's like, dude, that's because I'm 13. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah, there's, the, I think that's, I think that makes good sense. Um, you got him at that? Are you still young or are you? No, no, I think he's still young. I kind of want to like be on. So this would, uh, so, I mean, you guys aren't all going to be going to the same school because, you know, different ages and stuff like that, but you're going to be on the same team. All right. Well, I was going to say, uh, uh, he could be in like the junior high that's built into the high school where everybody else is. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Or if you want an even bigger source of humility threat. The AP classes you got placed ahead. <laughs> oh, you got you got moved up. So you have to come in like you're, you're like taking freshman and sophomore classes in the high school, which is the worst. Like going into the high school as a junior high kid is terrifying. Um, that but, uh, as a sixth grader, an indication of my great love of Tolkien was the fact that the only way I could get copies of the Lord of the Rings books, the only copies that existed in town, were in the high school library when I was in sixth grade and I walked and it was on the third floor of the high school. So I had to walk through every floor of the high school to get up to it um, and check the books out, you know, during study halls and stuff like that. And I, I did it repeatedly and was willing to run that or rather walk that gauntlet to go and get, I had to get my Tolkien fix. Um, all right. Stressful so, just to walk down the senior hallway as a freshman. Oh God. Yeah. Same thing. Even worse. Um, who was the first person you accidentally hurt with your powers? Um, so I, I, I want to go with, so when was the first time you used your powers and who was the first person you accidentally hurt with your powers? I want it to be like the same person, but different events. So it's like, uh, you know, it's like a, a kid, you know, out in the, uh, you know, out in the hallways or something like that. He saw some other kid picking on somebody. It was just like, that was the first time like you've really, seen any great injustice uh, while he was, uh, uh, you know, after he'd gotten his powers. So it was just like right in the middle of that, he like threw up a barrier around the uh, kid who was getting bullied. And it was just like, the hell's going on here? And everybody just sort of stopped. It was like, that was the end of it. And uh, he tried to keep like really low key after that. But later on, it's like, you know, that kid just kept on picking on people and he, you know, it was just a bully to everybody. And just one day, like, that sort of welled up in Adam. He got really angry and started hating that kid. And that's when his powers were just like, oh, we must end him. And not like, <laughs> not like, like, not like killed him or anything, but just like hurt him really bad, like in some permanent way. Because once when, again, dude, you don't get it. They're 13. And that's when it's like, that's when Adam kind of had to learn, it's like, Oh crap! I have to actually keep control of myself. I can't let all these, you know, all these thoughts like run away with them. And now he's like, that's that kid. Now he has to go visit, like at the hospital or something like that, or like, take like his that. homework wanna, home to him or something like I, that. I want to know who that kid is. Uh, I want to know his name. Who outside of the team helps you control your powers? Um, you know what? He's a little kid. He had to have told his parents. Like that was not something he could have kept to himself. The only thing, and I, I say this with some consideration, the only thing that I liked about 
uh, Superman, Man of Steel, the second to last movie that had uh, the one that had Harry Cavill in it. The only thing I liked about it was watching his parents deal with having a kid that was super powered, terrifyingly super powered, and uh, totally not in control of it and, and trying to deal with it and stuff like that. And talking the kid down um, when like the super hearing is so bad that you're like having a, you know, a nervous, you're having an anxiety attack in the school closet. Um, so yeah, I love the idea of the parents having to like sort of help with this. So how long is he, is, is it fairly recent that he's had the powers or is he? Did oh he yeah. I figure it's like maybe a year so, at the longest. So the family's still coping and, and yeah, it's everything's day to day. Um, that the power so, and the power probably doesn't let you like not be a superhero. It isn't like you can just like let's just ignore it until you're 18. Like it, it, needs it has to. to. It like forces itself upon uh, him. Uh, there you go, Luis. I like it. I like get it. those hooks in. I like it. I, I'm I'm actually reading a book right now called uh, the the Guide to Being a Supervillain: Rules to Being. A, I can't remember what the name of the book. It doesn't really matter. But the guy inherited like this cloak of a superhero and he finds out after he gets it that if he doesn't use his powers regularly like basically on a daily basis the dead start to rise in the city um so it's the reason that the other guy was like the the reason that the guy was so active all the time was that he basically had to use his powers every day or like like a you know the dead would the dead would rise apocalypse you know end of the world type stuff cats and dogs living with each other yeah yeah um, it was like bleeding it off or something like that. Um, that's actually something like that in Rat Queens too, because all of the priests of that one, like sort of Cthulhu god, are actually using their powers to bleed power off the Cthulhu. Like the reason they worship him and, and use magic derived from him is because that keeps him weak enough that he won't rise. <laughs> like that's the whole reason that they do that. Like they continue to worship him is because that's how they keep him down. Um, all right. Uh, why do you continue to use your powers? I think we may have just answered that. Because um, yeah. if you don't, they will use you. It will just get frustrated and more powerful. So, some of the, are you bleeding it off somewhat by using? Are you keeping it sort of uh, satiated by bleeding off some of the excess energy? Oh, probably kind just of, a little. Bit. You have an ADHD like power. It's like you got to keep it active, or it's just going to be. All right. Why do you care about the team? Uh, I think. That you know, this is uh, I, this might loop back to the parents thing, but I think like his parents got him involved in it. Like maybe like they talked to like Aegis or something like that, and that put him in touch with um, Mercury's parents. And then it's like, oh no, our kid's already on like a part of a team or something like that. Here, he'll learn a whole lot from these kids. They're a good bunch. <laughs> Is, oh my god. Is one of the reasons I wonder how naive Harry's parents are. Um I wonder if one of the reasons that you hang out with Ghost Girl is because you at the, so far as so far as you know, you can't accidentally hurt her. Ooh, that is a good one. Like you can't just like you know Yep. Now the fact of the matter is you probably could. Um I just don't understand the ways in which I could. <laughs> I just have to vibrate my, my, my powers at a certain lot, different different frequency and everything. You once hurt blank when you lost control of your powers. Hmm. This, is, this is outside of the other. That's like the first one. But 
some somewhere during a fight or like the first time you got in a fight or something i don't know but you once hurt somebody when you lost control of your powers hmm. Hmm. who would be who would be a good choice here we just talked about i mean okay. off the top of my head mercury would be a good one simply because he moves so fast you wouldn't have realized he was in the way that that does make a good choice hey. and then Jen. What's that? Regen. And you've got regen. So you've got... No, oh, it's... yeah. No, no, no. I, I kind of see it as like this thing where it's like, you know, accidentally hurt uh, uh, Mercury. And it's like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's like, no, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll be good in like an hour. Don't worry. I won't tell my parents or anything. Are you I sure? Oh, that stings. Dude, no, I'm good. Dude, dude, do you have any? How, how do you have any idea how many times I've had to regrow this femur just this month? Don't worry about it. It's <laughs> this happens with seriously. Don't you keep forgetting? I don't turn that well, and I can't phase through walls. Trust me, I've broken a bone or two before. Um, <laughs> so you need to pick four flares that you can I spend. Did. Your, what what did you pick? Ah, so I figure he is not like. You know, since he, he doesn't want to be one of those people who are like, you know, throwing out his power, he's a little bit scared of it. Uh, I chose Boost, uh, where he can supercharge another person's efforts. Okay, cool. Yeah. I chose Moat to create a barrier. Spend one burn to create a barrier that will hold back threats as long as you keep your attention on it. The GM may call for you to spend another burn at the barrier threatened by. Pre- it, uh, the only downside to that is I, it doesn't move necessarily, but if you can get it up, it's it's good stuff. Um, you could probably do you could probably move it with um, uh, uh, doing like uh, unleash your powers or something like that. Well, what's the next one? Uh, shield or uh, yeah, shielding. You call it the fast. Now this one's totally mobile. A fast protective shield to stop a danger. Spend one burn to defend someone else from an immediate threat. Rolling freak instead of savior. Totally useful. Yeah. And then overcharge. You channel the full capacity of your incredible powers to overcome an obstacle, reshape your environment, or extend your senses. Spend two burn and just take a 10 when you unleash your powers. Boom. Love it. Yep. And I, so specifically, I did not choose anything that actually like hurts anybody else. I actually act. Now, the, uh, you know, there's stuff that happens if you blow like your, your unleash your powers rolls. Oh, um, I know. Yeah. I know. I want those all to be not intentional. Um, so, yeah, those. <laughs> I want to make sure when I hurt people that I didn't mean to. Nope. And I, it was because I completely lost control. So, choose your demeanor happy facade or locked down? Uh, we're going to go with locked down because I figure he is like. I keep thinking of. Is it terrible that you're reminding me of Elsa from the beginning of Frozen? Like. <laughs> gloves on yeah the parents are like listen man conceal don't feel all right um hey if his parents sent the problem off to other people as well exactly if you chose locked down give influence to one teammate who are you giving influence to ghost girl ghost girl everyone trusts ghost girl because ghost girl's uh, because everybody, has, everybody has influence over everybody. <laughs> if go, it'd be, you know, what would be really hilarious if she ends up with influence over everybody and ends up being like the de facto leader because everyone listens to her and she doesn't understand anything. No, that would be weird. That would be weird. 
All right. So where did you come from, Ghost Girl? I guess that would be the Civil War era. Um, yes. All right. And why did you come back? We sort of, what was it? It was like a fight between a supervillain and a superhero that washed over into the right. cemetery and brought you back in some way. Yeah. So, so it was basically a fight between a, a magic based superhero and a time traveling villain. And it, it spilled over into the, the Oakland graveyard in Atlanta. Um, and so when the, the powers came together and, and struck my grave, um, it, it, brought me back or, or, or created me in my, my ghost. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look, I need to look up, think of a, I'll, I'll look up some people. I want names for those guys that are sort of responsible yep. for you existing. Um, yep. I just have them in parents right now, but, oh, you, but yeah. So until we figure out who exactly mm-hmm. nice, nice. Why do you want to stay here for now? At least. Um, I love this as a ghost. That's so good. Well, I mean, because I two, two things. One is, you know, I lived a, a very sheltered life, and you know, there's the the you know inherent thrill and joy of you know experiencing life, experience this time, um, you know, having having a certain amount of independence. Sure. Um, you know, and, and being able to, to do that. Um, so, yeah, well, not, they, not, not being a, they have all these cool toys. War ghost. Yeah. <laughs> all those cool toys. Everyone's so forward thinking and, oh, they, they dress quite differently than they used to too. Wow. That's uh, quite a, is it, is it a dress? Is it kind of a dress? Um, <laughs> Kind of a yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So, um, her 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 description is a translucent young Southern woman with dark wavy hair, in a period of cost a uh, period clothing, no costume. Interesting. I like it. Um, see, I. So my I, dress is black. It's got yeah a white sort of lacy crochet collar to it. It's got a a black. Uh, not really a hat. It's I can't remember what it's called. Bonnet. Well, you can see it in the picture. It's yeah. I mean, yeah. There's if another I, name for it. If I annoying. Was... <laughs> snood. Um, snood. If I was writing this comic, I would want like I don't know. I would I would want like an African-American on the team or something like that. Cause she's from the South from the civil war. You know? you know, I actually had, had initially picked a, a an African-American picture from oh, the, the really? time period. Huh. Yeah. That would be another way of doing it too, which would be also be really interesting. It's still, it'd be great if there was somebody that was on the team that was also dealing with that and, you know, providing this. That's what I was looking for before. Diversity. Yeah, well, just that, and also just different like, points of view. Yeah, and, and also being able, like being able to sort of like actually demonstrate like this is what this is like for me today. Now, the, you know, in contrast to the way that it was mm-hmm. for you in the past, is interesting. Where, for instance, now, Catherine, I'm not actually doing this. I'm just throwing this out here because I was thinking of it. 
Um, so don't feel like I'm going, oh, this is what your character needs to be now. But it was the first one I found that I have in my vast collection of superhero pictures. And it's really kind of a disturbingly large number of those. But anyway, I don't know if you guys saw that on um, over on Roll20. Yep. Yeah. I don't know where I found this. this is, I've had, this is the ones I've had for so long, I can't honestly... There's another one. I, I've been trying to find like where on like I'm assuming DeviantArt I found these guys because I'm pretty sure it was when I was looking for like uh, Young Justice OCs or some sort of search like that because it, it's that same kind of art style. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um. All right. Why do you want to stay here for? But you know, honestly, even if we don't have that with the rest of the group, um. It's it, I, it might be interesting to do that with her just because it's an interesting kind of um, if you decide to to go with the other picture that would be really interesting too. Okay. Because it's such a let me, let wild, me ponder. You know, it'd be it, you know you, you yeah because it, it it depends on whether or not you want to like get into that kind of stuff because it it is interesting and like oh wow we've come so far and in other ways not so much. Um, all right, so we're we're going to stay here for at least for now because it's so awesome. Why do your people want you to come home? Ugh. I think that's kind of obvious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it is it is taint it, natural? Taint, na- taint natural. I was gonna say, you know, we're all trusting her. Maybe they all trust her too and want her to go come home. Yeah, she's oh, she having her be some sort of bridge or balancing act or something like that is is super fun too. Um, they, find, they find the modern world offensive. They don't want anybody to, in the family to have any part of it. This is just wrong. Well, yeah. So, so I mean, there's there's the the immediate family and and their reactions to it. But then I think there's the the broader, you know, cemetery yeah, ghost world. Exactly. You know, the whole, like the whole like all ghosts. Why? Why does why? When we say your people, in this case, we're talking yeah. about the wakeful dead. You know. Hmm. Um. Why are they messing with you kind of a thing? Um, well, I think that the way I see it is that, you know, ghosts are, are sort of like people, you know, they're, they're good and they're bad and evil. And, you know, you're, you're never really quite sure what you're going to be encountering when you, when you, when you contact them. Yeah. Okay. Um, why do you care about the team? Um, they're, they're my anchor to the, the here and now. It, like literally, not even figuratively, but like literally. Uh, in, in some way, shape or form. <laughs> I mean, I'm just wondering if, if being around them like makes it easier to actually legitimately makes it easier to, to be around them, or to be, to be here to stay. Yeah. Partly because you're siphoning energy directly off of the Nova, and he doesn't realize it. Like you're leeching. And- Probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little bit despair. When, uh, when I'm not pulling it off the bull. <laughs> you've been learning about the modern day by spending time with. Um, with with Harry. Oh, with because. Harry? Believe it or not, he's actually the most normal, and I find all of the others pretty intimidating. That's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
you have a crush on, but keep it under wraps. Uh, Jason. Okay. Aww. All that jet setting around and, you so know. Fancy. Well, and just. Love. He's yeah, that, New York City. That, that confidence. <laughs> He's been in New York City. Oh, that's fantastic. That is so funny. He's been in New York City. Where, uh, speaking of which, where is Halcyon? Halcyon is, well, I, I mean, in my mind, I'm kind of putting it in like. Is it East Coast, West Coast? I don't know. What do you guys think? Where do you want it? Chicago? Right on, right on Lake Superior? Right on uh, uh, up in the mountains, out on the West Coast? Where do we want it? Um, so. Oh, well, yes, we, we have opinions. Well, I was going to say, it would make the most sense for it to be like somewhat Southern. That way, you know, the Southern dead sure. girl's body had some reason for being in a graveyard there. We can put it in the general, general location of Atlanta. Does that make sense? Or is that too? No, that's Georgia. I don't, well, no, that would work kind of on the West. Why coast wouldn't area. it? Yeah, it'd be coastal. Yeah, coastal just uh, just north of Florida. So that's plenty Southern. Uh-huh. Um, it's an extremely diverse and, and cosmopolitan city. It is truly a world city um, in, in many, many, many ways. But yeah, it, it's you're right. I mean, having it down south doesn't make a lot more sense for um, um, certainly ghost girls. I'm curious what her real name is once upon a time. So you, you have it's, fun. it's already there. Oh, it's there? Her name is Charlotte Palmer. Charlotte Yes. Of course it's Charlotte. A very oh, popular name in the, the, the 1850s. Incidentally, if you, um, when you guys are done picking out your playbook, if you check the checkbox next to playbook, it minimizes the whole thing so that the na- all the other playbooks aren't up there. Oh, nice. Um, so it cleans it up uh, quite a bit. The moves belonging in two worlds, the best of them, not so different after all. Um Confess a flaw of your home, mislead them about your home, blah, 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 blah. Very cool. Um, keep those in mind. I won't be able to keep track of most of these. And they're, they're interesting in. Well, so, so for example, the best of them is, is one of the reasons why I, I thought that, that, you know, Harry using me for, you know, who calms you down. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, because it, it sort of works with my. Yeah. That's really good. Was Harry now? Because I didn't realize we had another Harry. Uh oh! Wait, did I use the wrong name there? No, I think you were. She was talking about Mercury. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so we've got Adam, Adam, Harry, Jason, Leo. Okay. Well, no, I mean it would be actually for any of them. (laughs) They're all loose. Anyway, they, okay. they all need a bit of talking down. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, the, the, go, the ghost is like the party therapist, which I think is hilarious. It's fantastic. <laughs> you say there's no healers, but man, I tell you what, people who can do good talking are worth their weight in gold in this game. I need to have it. It's like people are just like after after a really rough after a really rough mission that people are just lined up outside of Charlotte's room. Um, <laughs> and she makes cookies. Very nice. The best chocolate chip cookies, and they always come out so warm. 
she uses nutmeg for some reason, so it kind of tastes like Christmas in a weird way. Um, <laughs> it's just so weird. So you can, you can manipulate stuff. You've got density control enough to be able to like, but you can do like the going through walls thing. Yeah, which really pisses Harry off. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. He uh, is never allowed to meet my parents. The ghost I would girl never can do hear it? the end of it. The ghost girl can do it. Just study her. Um, all right. Choose your demeanor. I, I'm, I'm assuming we're going with cheerful. Yeah, I uh, yeah I already marked that as yeah. Everyone, everyone has influence, influence on me. Is every yeah everyone has influence over you. Do you have a lot of influence over people, other people though, don't you? Don't you have a or have you been writing that down in your influence block? Yep, she's got influence over Adam. Wait, so she has influence over Harry. She has influence oh. over Adam. Adam. Yep. Does she have influence over Jason? Yes. No. No, not no. I I secretly love Jason. Or right, secretly, no, but, J- but Jason didn't give her influence. Oh, I thought he did. Link and Mercury. Link and Mercury. Okay. Where oh, are we you, putting that? Oh, there's a there's an influence over. Oh, there. I got it. Yeah. And, so I have Harry and Adam. And Link gave influence to. Uh, just the love of the rival for now. So right. basically, just Jason. I'm just looking to see who's got like the, who's currently winning when it comes to influence. Like who's got the most influence over the most people? We got Ghost Girl and Mercury. Concourse got influence over Ghost Girl and Mercury. Ghost Girl's got Mercury and Adam. Mercury has oh, not bad. Jason, Charlotte, Concord. Am I doing this right? Is it the these are people who have influence over me or no. who I have influence people over? People that you have influence over. Oh, then it's, it's everyone. No, no. Other way around. You've given influence over yourself to everybody, well. but you don't put it down like that. You write down who you have influence over. So well, you have influence over Ghost Girl. Which is right. So you were what? right. She gave you influence. She's so I'll put it back in here. I got it. So Jason gave you. Wait, no, nope. What? No, hey, Dave, we can't hear you. Yeah, we can't hear you. Dave. You're in mute, dear. Sorry. So say that again, Dave. Oh, no, maybe I wrote it wrong. I thought that I had. Yeah, I thought influence to Link and to Mercury. Link gave me influence. Mercury, did you give influence to me as well? No. You're all okay. Mercury. Mercury gave, weird, dear. Mercury gave influence to everybody. So everybody has okay. Mercury so on your list. I have influence over and am influenced by Link and Mercury. Yes. So and you, Ghost Girl, you have uh, influence over Ghost Girl. So Link, okay. or sorry, Mercury. everybody does. Yeah. Mercury, yeah, everybody gets influence over Ghost Girl and Mercury. That's a given. Um, Mercury, you should have influence over Jason because Jason gave it to you. You should have Charlotte in your list, and you should have. I think that's it. That's it. Is that it? Because Concord only gave it to Ghost Girl. All right. 
So then we can modify this. And you're, you, the reason you're only, you're only tracking who you have influence over is because it affects your roles. So it doesn't matter if Jason, for example, is keeping track of the fact that he gave you influence because um, it never affects anything that he does. It affects stuff that you do because any role that you make that's directly pointed at Jason, for example, is that a plus one? Because he cares it also, about it. It also I, allows I can, you to do certain things. Yeah. I, I'm going to make a, a note or or just that we should put something in the, the bios as to what your um, archetype is because that's not one of the, oh. the, the questions in there. I was just noticing. What do you mean? Oh, well, so like I'm looking at people's bio. People. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You can't see. So we need to make sure we put that in, in the like at the top of the bio. Like yeah. Yeah, sure. That's that's a good idea. That's a good idea. And the influence, the reason it's kind of in there to a certain extent is because it changes constantly. Influence comes and goes almost as quickly as the uh, labels come and go because people will push it off. Uh, you'll get influence over people, uh, various things. It does kind of open up some moves, um, but you can also – like you can use pierce the mask to be able to influence people like with provoke is one of those things of like provoke is automatically going to be a viable move against somebody that you have influence over but you can also be able to you can also kind of use provoke over people that you've done pierce the mask on so you can kind of like read them and, and that kind of thing so that that matters too um you can you might end up with influence over people because you do a comfort thing um all kinds of stuff so that happens everywhere and Link has influence over anybody? Well, Charlotte and Mercury for sure, and then Jason. So, yeah. All right. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Oh, my God. Is it really that time? Quarter at 11, yes. I thought this one would be faster. Holy crap. Oh, we got a lot done. We did get yeah. a lot done. I'm going to ask these questions real quick, at least for you guys to think about. Um so when your team first came together, and this is in a certain order, I kind of want these answered in. So this is kind of um, take note of the an order in which I ask this. Um, so we might need to do this on a uh, on the on the forum or something like that. Uh, when your team first came together, that's the thread to start. When your team first came together, um, Bill needs to answer uh, when we def we defeated a dangerous enemy. Who or what was it? That's got to be the first question that we answer. Um, and then once he's answered that, uh, Mike, you get to chime in with, we destroyed our surroundings in the fight. Where was it? And what did we destroy? Is that the one for the Nova? That's the Nova, isn't it? Yeah. No, I thought it was, we paid a high cost for victory. No, that's, that's the doomed. That's the doomed. Oh, cause I copy and pasted yours. That's why. Yes. <laughs> so... So the bull, we defeated a dangerous enemy. Who or what was it? Nova, we destroyed our surroundings in the fight. Where was it or what, we did, what did we destroy? Outsider, we didn't trust each other at first, but that changed. How and why? Um, and then we paid a high cost for victory. What was it? And finally, legacy, all things considered, we did pretty well and impressed an established hero. Who was it? So I, we kind of need to, there's a narrative order to this kind of thing. So that's sort of the order that we need to um, uh, answer that stuff in. So uh, Swift called me up and he 